welcome Jake and Abby. got some stools. We're going to sit down. Usually I'm running all over the place. Yeah. Hey, y'all, I know we always ask this like nine times. We know you're doing well. We're, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot our notes. Entertain them for a notes. second. Entertain them for a second. <laughs> what do I do? Um, I am married to Jake and I, um, I actually work at an insurance company. Who asked me that, by the way? Oh, Crystal. I work... I work at an insurance company. I'm an executive assistant, but pretty soon I'm going to be a mom, so I'm really excited. I'm already one. That's right. That's right. I know that was we just need help. I'm not going to lie. I might Multiple not sit ways. on this stool. It's not super comfortable <laughs> at the moment with a dress on. <laughs> so you're going to have to uh, bear with us. This is our first time ever doing a co-teaching. So... True. I'm just gonna say that that's our uh, that's our uh, that's our training wheels, saying we've never done it. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy. If you don't, we're gonna at least gonna have fun. They'll still probably enjoy even if we don't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're off to a bad start. We forgot our notes. We forgot our notes, but so we're in a series. Uh, if you didn't know, I think I'm gonna sit down. You don't have to sit down, though. No, I won't, because that means that you'll feel like you'll have to. Uh, no, good. I won't. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm there. So we're in a series on dating and relationships. <laughs> who, uh, <gasps> who did not know we were in a series on dating and relationships? Well, we are. And, uh, and uh, well, we're just like on the struggle bus right away. <laughs> we're running. We're, we're moving forward. That's marriage. It's <laughs> <laughs> marriage. But you struggle together, so it's beautiful. No, marriage is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, anyone, Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. Melanie is awesome. She's one of the amazing gals Ooh. who keeps Jake in line at work. Melanie and Kendra. So we're in a series. If you missed, if you missed last week, uh, I highly recommend you go on our, our YouTube channel and, and check out the message from last week. It really sets the foundation for what we're going to talk about uh, tonight. And so uh, before we get going into the kind of the practicals and, and whatnot that we're going to go into, uh, I thought we'd start off. We're just going to share. You can come up here. You're kind of like so far away. Um, we're going to talk about just some of our uh, funny moments that we've had in our, in our dating experience. So uh, we're going to share a little bit of how we started dating, share a little bit about what it looked like and how immature uh, I was. We. And... Uh, and how there's still hope for you, even though some of you dudes are immature. Uh, there's still hope for you. It's okay. Own it. Just be teachable, you know. And, and women, give grace to these dudes. Just, like, give grace. Give them grace. No, you guys, you're amazing. You're amazing. You are. But I just learned today from Sarah Storm that the, I, I was saying that the, the, the dudes, are you okay? The dude's brain was, guys' brains aren't fully developed till they're 25, I just learned it was actually 26 now. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So. You've arrived. I, I am 26, so you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> hmm. So we're going to start off just by sharing uh, 
So Ab, uh, do you want to start off just sharing a, maybe a funny, a funny moment you remember from us when we were dating? Sure. Um, I, I wasn't sure, I just thought of this actually off the top of my head, but I wasn't sure when I first started dating him if he was dating me for the bread that I would bring him from the bakery I currently worked at. It's good bread. Anybody here of Great Harvest Bread Company? Super good. So I worked at the one in Grand Haven, and I would bring him extra bread that we would have, and it was the apple pie bread. Really great bread. <laughs> Try it out. So anyways, I didn't know if he was dating me for that or my mom's cooking, because both are amazing. So um, anyway, that's just kind of, that's kind of actually how we got close, actually, because I kept bringing you bread, wasn't it? Yeah, so just to give you a little insight. Like, before we were dating, so we were question, really good friends. Yeah, where did we meet? We met, if you guys know Noah Hoverdink, uh, Noah was one of my best friends growing up. He went to Freedom Christian. Abby went to Freedom Christian. So we actually met in high school. We were in Noah's basement. It's the first time I met her. I was dating a girl in high school, high school relationships. Yes, he was. And, it was very uh, dramatic. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, so the first time I met Abby... She was dating someone else, but she was so friendly. I was like, I think this girl might be into me, but that's just my pride and arrogance. I was dating someone else. Like, I was definitely not into him at that yeah. point. But so we started. We met each other in high school. Then we started hanging out more in uh, in college. Really, after my freshman year of, of of college, we really started hanging out with a friend group, and we really did life like in groups. So we did crazy things. We jumped off a bridge in Grand Haven together, and that's when I was like this girl rocks, like we're, we're breaking the law together and we're jumping off bridges into water. This is like, okay, there might be something here, you know? And uh, do you wanna add anything to that? Um, yeah, I don't know if this is part of the notes. I thought Jake was very flirtatious. So not only with me, with lots of girls. <laughs> So, but that was before we were dating, before we were dating, okay? But why did I date him? I saw a lot of character qualities that I really liked, and um, I saw a lot of potential, but not just potential. I saw a lot of character. And I don't mean inappropriate flirting. Guys, flirting is not always inappropriate, so. Flirting is natural and normal, so that's actually what we want to kind of talk about tonight a little bit too, that wanting to date people and being interested in people of the opposite um, gender is very natural and very normal and you shouldn't feel bad about it, so. She flirted with me too. I flirted with him too, totally. Not as early as you did. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> yeah, so did you wanna tell the story of when we started dating or not yet? Um, um, or later? Well, I'll, I'll start off, so. Really, when I, so the night, I'll tell you more about the night that I asked her out, but uh, before, before I made the decision to ask her out, um, we were actually, whoa, we actually were at Access years ago, years and years ago, and then after Access, she had a so indoor soccer game that me and my friend Justin uh, were going to, so we went to it, and... I didn't know why he was there. Yeah. Well, Justin played, so I was there for him. And, uh, and no joke, it was a co-ed game, co-ed, and so Abby was playing soccer, and they, they were fighting for, I don't know soccer terms, I'm sorry. So they were fighting for the ball, and there was like, you know, they were like, they were like shoulder to shoulder, and then Abby literally was like, boom, 
And the dude fell over. And I was like, I'm asking this girl out. I'm asking this girl out. And she weighed, you know, she went back, you were like, what, 110 pounds or something like that? And this dude is a man, and Abby knocked him over. I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So uh, another kind of just fun story. Um, You can throw that picture up, the picture of me. Picture of me. Do you guys have that? The picture of, like, the three different pictures of me? Spencer, did you add that? He didn't add it. Bummer. Ugh. I saw the story. Paint the picture. So imagine me with a mustache. <laughs> okay? Bernie. So I'd never met Abby's family. Uh, her grandparents were there and everything. And, like, if you know my family, my family's, like, super cash. Like, like we don't, like, get, like dinner time is, like, bring your shorts, your T-shirts. Like, you know, it's just, like, come as you are. Um, her family's a little bit more proper, and so when like you come to dinner, it's like, like napkins, plates. Like I learned at her house that you have to wait. Uh, f- like when you're handing out dessert, you're supposed to wait until everyone sits down before you start eating. The server. And so like we get dessert, and I'm just like digging in, and Abby's looking at me like, "What the heck are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm eating my dessert. What are you talking about?" Anyway, so. We're at, we're at her house, uh, and I show up. It was after I played basketball in college, so it was after a basketball practice. I did shower. And, uh, and I come, and I had, like, sweatpants on and a sweatshirt, and it was November, and I was participating, and it was the tail end of No Shave November, so I had a mustache. And her grandparents, the first time I met her grandparents, and so I, like, walk in, and I'm, like, 19, so I'm, like, I, and I, I didn't really know that it was inappropriate even when I walked in, so I didn't even like, I wasn't even self-aware. I was just like kind of acting like, hey, yeah, like walking into the building and I could, Abby, you, you can kind of tell how you felt through that whole process. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> so anyway, I walk in and I meet her family, scruffy, and I, you know, I, I crushed the first, you know, the first meeting, just super confident and they probably just saw that I was completely immature, but either way, I thought I crushed it. And anyway, so that was like our first meeting, so funny. I wish I had the picture, because I looked like my dad with a mustache. <laughs> anyway, so another, uh, another. you want to tell about the, 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 car, the conversation in the car? I mean, this one's not that funny, but it kind of is funny looking back. Yeah. Um, this was probably three or four months into dating, I would say, and we had all gone to, um, Logan's after Access, actually. And Access was, okay, so understand, I did not grow up here at Res Life Church. So I had just been attending Access for probably a year, maybe two years at this point. And um, the topic that was discussed at Access was the will of God. And what is the will of God? And what does that mean, the will of God? Um, And I'm extremely dogmatic. So, and um, uh, I grew up, how do I describe this? I grew up believing that the will of God is essentially whatever happens, okay? So whatever happens is the will of God, um, where there's like a different belief that was kind of being expressed here at Access, which was, no, like the will of God is like life and like healing healing and 
um, good things. Like, God doesn't want us to be hurt. God doesn't, God doesn't want that for us. So anyways, that's a huge discussion. Um, but we stayed in the parking lot, Jake and I, till 2 in the morning at Logan's discussing this because... Not making out. Oh, we were not making out. It was not <laughs> like that. It was like, it, it was for real, though, it was theological. like... Theological. Theological. Um, my dad is a pastor, and I, I knew my scripture. He knew his scripture. But anyways, it was just kind of funny, but at the same time, it was like, okay, if we don't come to some kind of an agreement here, or we don't see things um, somewhat alike in this regard, we are not moving <laughs> forward in this relationship, yeah. because it was, kind of, it was just kind of a big deal, um, and I would encourage anybody who is dating seriously, I guess we weren't that serious back then, it was probably too serious for <laughs> that point in time, but anyways, it's good to talk about what you believe theologically, because... When you have children, and even when you don't have children, you you want to be on the same page. You at least want to know what each other believes. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of funny because it was very late. So, um, so you'll hear you'll hear some more funny stories and, and, and whatnot through our dating process. But uh, we've been married three years, and as you can see, there's a baby in the belly, our first baby, and uh, really this series, what we want to share to start off. Uh, is, is first that marriage is amazing. And last week, I, I came across pretty heavy and like, listen, if you're not healthy inwardly, don't date. Listen, we encourage dating. We encourage the pursuit of marriage. We want you guys to get married eventually if that's God's will for you. And, and we want this for you. Don't, be, don't feel like, oh, well, because... No, listen, the reason we're doing a dating and relationship series is because we want all of you to date and do it in a healthy way. Like when you, if, like, don't feel like ashamed, like, oh gosh, we're dating. So da, da, da. it's like, no, we want that. We're not here to control. We're not here to manipulate. We're not here to, 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 to lord over you. We're here to show you the scripture, to what God says about living a godly life and what God says about how that relates to relationships and dating and boundaries and, and sexuality and purity and how do we navigate. Because the reality is the Bible doesn't talk about dating. The Bible talks about how a, pa a family or a, the parents chose who you're going to marry. Does anyone want that? Does anyone want that? It's called an arranged marriage. <laughs> yes. So the God, like God doesn't, we don't, the Bible doesn't talk about dating, but it does talk about principles, talks about disciplines, and it talks about morality. And those are the things that apply to dating and how we can navigate and have a, have a space in our mind and in our, in our, in our belief system to where we can actually do dating in a healthy way. So if you're dating right now, praise the Lord. Like if you're dating, like yes, like keep going. If you're if you're uh, if you're single, praise the Lord. Learn how to be content being single, and the Lord will provide. Like the Lord has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. So praise the Lord wherever you're at. Praise God. And and our hope is that in this process we can help those that are even married, kind of navigate some things. Our hope is that we can help those who are single navigate some 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 things in dating and relationships, and then. Help those who are dating navigate that and really create healthy habits, patterns, and beliefs so that we can do this and be a light to our world, so that we can do it and set ourselves up well for marriage. And I just wanted to say, too, like what we share tonight is um, some of it's just very opinion-based. So if you listen to this and you don't agree with all of the exact principles, that's okay. We're just sharing kind of what we've observed over the years and what we've learned from our personal life over the years. 
Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to date, and next week, we, we know that, so next week, Nick and Emily are going to be on a, uh, up here with us, and then Pastor Daniel and Amanda Vanderklok are going to be up here, and we're going to be doing a live Q&A to really hit on and show you that there are so many different ways to date health in a healthy way. That there's not just one way, there's not just my way, but there's actually a, a, a multitude of different ways based on who you are, your life experiences, your family, all those things. So that's next week. We're going to be using a, a, a website called Slido where you're going to come in. You're going to be able to go uh, and actually ask live questions, vote for questions, and then we'll answer them as they pop up. So that's next week uh, for our dating and relationship series. But the first thing that I want to start us off with is... Uh, Healthy relationships, so we're about healthy relationships. So if you're in a relationship, you want a healthy one. And if you're going to have a healthy relationship, the first thing is healthy relationships seek to please God before seeking personal pleasure. So the first thing that we need to establish as is, is we're going into relationships is healthy ones care more about what God thinks than about what we feel. That's the foundation of a healthy relationship. And uh, so that's kind of the basis that we're coming off of. But now we're going to actually, like, the rest of the time, we're going to be sharing some extremely practical uh, tips and thoughts about dating, about pursuing dating, about how to be honest in your dating and in your friendships. And so, Abby, why don't you start off with, the, with, our, with our first little thought here. Okay, so our first little thought or point is um, low-risk dating. I don't know if that's going to go up there. Awesome, it's up there. So low-risk dating. Um, so I just have two things that I'll share. Um, first off, going out on a date does not equal marriage. So not that anybody m might think of it exactly that way, but I think a lot of people can... Um, put a little more pressure on it in their own minds that, oh, if I go out on a date with this guy or a guy, oh, I asked this girl out, then somehow I have to commit myself to that person. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> in a lot of ways, going out on a date or going out on a couple dates is kind of like an interview, especially if you don't know the person very well. Sometimes you might know them as a really good friend the way that Jake and I began dating. We knew each other really well already, so that was a little bit of a different situation. But in a lot of um, dating situations, you really don't know the person super well. So when you're going out on a date, practice being a powerful person. I know we just did a, a series on powerful people, and practice um, asking good questions. You get, go out on a date, like be thinking in your mind, especially for you guys, I think, because you guys, in my mind, really you're probably the ones asking them out on the date, so you should be leading that conversation. So be thinking of good questions in your mind, not questions like, what's your favorite color? Or what do you think about the weather? But really, like, think about good questions before you're in, before you're seated at a table for coffee or before you're at your dinner. Think of questions. Um, some examples that I think would be good ones are... Write, hey, the, write these dudes. If you're not taking notes... What are you doing? I am a girl, so... <laughs> Anthony, where's your notes, bro? No. Come on. They really, have to, they really have to come from you. No shame. But um, think, like, questions like, hey, you know, what are some hobbies that you really enjoy? 
And if she's giving you one-word answers, okay, move on to the next one. Hopefully she's not giving you one-word answers. Again, though, this is an interview. If she's giving you one-word answers, well, I guess then at the end of the date, you can think, hmm, I'm not too sure about that. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get to that part. But, um, okay, so uh, what are some hobbies that you enjoy? Maybe questions like, uh, what do you like about your job? Are you passionate about your job? Are there any things about your job that you wish you could change? Um, what are some other ones? Just, just be thinking of like good questions before you're in the situation so that you're not sitting there like tense. Because when you're out with a person that you don't know super well, sometimes that can happen, right? Like, and that can be kind of uncomfortable. And then it can kind of become a sour date because you just weren't prepared. That's what I kind of feel like. So try to be prepared, try to have questions up your sleeve so that um, you're able to have a nice flowing conversation with the person that you've asked to take out on a date. What are some questions not to ask? Um, I would, again, this is opinion based, but on a first date, on a second date, on a third date, and even more, um, personally, I would shy away from questions like, what do you believe about the will of God? <laughs> <laughs> No, for real, but, or, or sometimes you want to be careful when you're asking questions about family because that can be a really touchy subject for some people. Um, so just try to be really wise about that. Um, I would say be, be really, really steer away from asking questions about marriage, <laughs> what they think about when they want to get married <laughs> or kids. Because that's, again, this is a first or second or third date. Like, marriage shouldn't really be on your mind. Again, my opinion, it should not be on your mind for, a, for like, early on in your dating. And you, and you don't want them to feel pressured that you're thinking about marriage. If you want to go back here. So we have low-risk dating. When you ask bad questions, it heightens the risk. So what are what abs? So what are some other ways that you heighten risk in that in that those first couple? Because so so right now we're not talking about people who are dating, right? Maybe you're in the beginning stages and you still need to stay low risk. But what like what about like what what are some ways that people heighten risk early on or like make it too serious too soon? Um, the the things that I'm thinking of is when like you go on a date with someone and you're, you're getting to know them, maybe you're even dating maybe for two month, two months, like you're getting into two months and you're texting them every day, right? And you're like, wrong, you're like, wrong, good, wrong, you're wrong, like, wrong, wrong. You're like, good morning. You know what I mean? And it's not that you don't want to communicate with the people, but sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're communicating so much, you're putting all of your cards on the table right away and it's heightening the risk. Yeah. And it's not that you don't want to you, you don't want to pursue them as guys like we want them to be pursued, but there's still this fine line of like I'm pursuing you, but at the same time I'm still keeping my cards to myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still keep I'm still holding on to some cards because it's foolish to lay all the cards out on the table at, at once in the first two months. You know, like it can it can not foolish. I could it just may not be healthy for your relationship. So it's wise to keep it low risk, and we'll talk about. Okay, you, you, we'll talk about that later and what you do if you're in this low risk, but you want it to be more serious, right? What are we going to do in that state? We'll get to that later, but... And really quickly, too, like, number one, you don't want to lay your cards all out on the table 
just because there's wisdom in not doing that, but also you want to guard like the other person's heart too. Like if you're a guy and you're saying things to her that are really kind of like serious and make her feel really good, but you're still kind of in the interview process, that's not really guarding her heart because hmm. she may be thinking it's something different than it is and then you're like oh well this was just an interview process no like if you're in the interview process then like if someone's interviewing you for a job they're not texting you constantly like they will call you back for a second interview you know what I'm saying so I don't mean to I don't mean to make it super like business like but yeah just keep your cards close yeah guard each other's hearts mm -hmm. right and don't don't be a manipulator who 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 woos and, and says the right things but your heart's not you're you're really not committed and you just want the attention. Don't that's not that's not godly. That's not Christ-like. That's not loving or, or honoring another person. That's 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 setting them up to be hurt. So the the last part about low risk is not so much about you in your dating process. It's more about how you react to other people's dating process. So here's my last point. Pressure is poison. So we've all seen it, and, and especially maybe you didn't grow up in church culture, and like you actually, people who don't grow up in church actually understand this. <laughs> people in church sometimes are really bad at this, which is you hear like, oh my gosh, like, like I'm looking out of the crowd, I'm like, hey, some of you actually have recently started dating, and I've actually experienced this multiple, multiple times in the last few weeks to where it's like, did you hear so-and-so went on a date? <laughs> oh my gosh, do you think it's going to work? Like, like, I don't know. I just don't know how compatible they are. Now you do your guy impression. <laughs> I don't know if guys do that. Do guys do that? I guess they do. Girls probably are a little more like, did you hear about that date? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's my guy impersonation. <laughs> I'm glad they you did think. that because that looked really disrespectful oh, if I did yeah. She is hot. <laughs> yeah. Guys, that's not all guys. I'm sorry if I'm like making you feel like a terrible person, but if you're under 26, your brain isn't developed, so. <laughs> so bottom line, it's funny, but seriously, as okay, so th there's a there's a there's a perspective or a, a truth here for everyone, right? When you're but it's more so like for our community and our church here, when you hear that someone is taking someone else on a date, like don't freak out. You know, like we should have a culture where a guy could ask a girl out and like and they walk into access and not everyone goes. Or like watching to see if they're holding hands yet. Seriously, like that is high risk. And guess what it does? It makes it so that nobody wants to ask anyone out. And nobody gets married and nobody is in a relationship. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go and like, I'll date someone from Grand Rapids first. Screw that. I'm not dating someone from Access. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it happens so much because, not because we're bad people, but because we have set a bad culture. We have set an unsafe culture where if you ask someone out, the pressure of everyone is way too high, so it's not even worth the risk because it's too high risk. Keeping the, creating a safe environment is keeping it low risk where people can get to know each other without the pressure of people gossiping about them. 
Can we do that? And it doesn't start with me preaching about it. It starts with you and I stop talking about other people. Right? Okay, and all the people who've asked people are like, praise the Lord he said that. Like, <laughs> like praise the Lord. All the single ladies are like, pray. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Joking. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to say anything else about that? Okay. Next point is, uh, so we have just different thoughts. None of them are really connected, <laughs> but... They're just like thoughts about dating and relationships. Uh, next thought is honest communication. So we're, uh, so in the dating process, this is going to be more for, this is more for both. If you're dating, married, engaged, whatever you are, like, or single, this applies to everyone. It's Ephesians 4.15. Instead, speaking the, everyone say it, truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Listen. You say it. Okay. Um. <laughs> Be nice, babe. Speak the truth <laughs> <No>. in love. <laughs> okay. Speaking the truth in love. So I think that we should totally be seeking God and seeking the Lord on literally every single area of our life, okay? And, and we should be in the word and we should be just seeking God in every area of life. So I'll, I'll say that. However, I just strongly believe that the Lord, that God has given us choices, that he's given us decisions to make here on earth that are not necessarily always spiritual decisions, okay? So I believe this is one of them. When you're, when you're single and you're thinking about hey, I might want to get married. Hey, I might want to ask somebody out. A guy in your, hey, I might want to ask somebody out. Don't over-spiritualize that. Don't over-spiritualize that decision to ask somebody out. If you see a girl and she's she loves God and she has a good character and she, we haven't done the reasonable list yet, but she seems like a reasonable gal, don't, wait for God to be like, hey, 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 you're going to marry her, so hey, you should ask her out. Like, that, I am not saying that that does not happen to some people. God might actually tell some people who to marry, but, because like Daniel Vanderklok says that, uh, and they'll be here next week, and that's awesome, and that's amazing, but God did not tell me to date, to date Jake, and he did not tell me to marry Jake, and I don't believe he told you to date me. I asked him, and he said, do you want to marry her? Yeah. And I said, yes. And he said, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, so, all that to say, I guess what we have just kind of noticed in the last few years is um, just that it can be over spiritualized and really it just can be over complicated sometimes. And just because, just because, how do I say this gracefully? Just because one person is like really seeking God out on something and really waiting for God to actually tap them on the shoulder or for God to audibly say something to them, like it doesn't make that decision better than the decision for another guy to say, hey, like this is a really godly girl. Like I really like this girl. I'm going to take her out on a date, even if God didn't like tell him to date her. Does this make sense? Like, is this okay? So I guess just um, 
I would personally just steer steer away from over-spiritualizing, especially to ask a girl on a date. If you're thinking about marriage, there needs to be some more prayer and some more consideration, but especially for first dates and for the first few months probably, just keep it like low-key. So then that's for that's for the dating process, right? So there's others. So that first point that I'm making in is honest communication is be real. Like be real. Be real. Um, for those of you that are dating, honest communication is the pipeline for trust. If you don't actually communicate honestly, then you'll never have trust. And so if you're in a dating relationship, you have to communicate. And you have to communicate, not everything because we want to hold the cards, right? But at the same time, you have to communicate what's going on in your world. Abby and I had to have the conversation about our theological differences. It wasn't like, I think you're so hot and cute and you're a babe, so it doesn't matter what you believe, this thing is going to work out. Like, because guess what? Like, attraction starts with looks but a, a lifetime of commitment to each other is not based off looks. It's based on compatibility and a, a willingness to communicate. Mm-hmm. It's not based off of looks. The initial attraction might be. But how many of us know that the Bible, Proverbs 31, it's a beautiful woman is not about, it doesn't even say anything about looks. A beautiful woman is about her character. Mm-hmm. It's about her integrity. It's about her consistency. It's about her kindness. It's about how the way she treats her family. Like, that's the beautiful woman. And now, uh, obviously, we're, we, we are visual creatures, and there's attraction, physical attraction. But the true beauty is the character and the, ins- the, the heart of the person that's in front of you, both ways. So when it comes to honest communication, some examples uh, of this honest c- communication if you're dating is, I- I'm going to go ahead and say this, some people... Let a relationship, a relationship go on way too long because they refuse to be honest with the person they're with. They don't want to hurt the person, and so they refuse to actually communicate the concerns that they have about the other person. And so they drag them on for a year, year and a half, however long it is, and then it gets so bad, and they haven't talked about anything, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm breaking up with you. And what it does is it dishonors someone. And then I'm not saying that. So I'm saying if you're dating and in the dating process and you come to find out that you are not actually crazy about this person, listen, communicate honestly. A, a wound five months in, a breakup five months in is a lot easier than a breakup a year and a half in. And sometimes that you know the decision at five months, but you just don't make it until a year later. And so communicate honestly, it does a few things. It honors the other person, protects the other person, and it's just a lot healthier. Speaking, what does it say? The truth. Speaking the truth. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pit stop here, and I'm going to say this pretty bluntly. Please do not ever break up with someone by saying the words God told me to. Amen. I want you to think for a moment what that communicates to someone else. 
I want you to think for yourself how prideful that is. That God of the universe will communicate with me how you're so insufficient and so much less than me. Are you, are you feeling me? Do not ever, please, 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 do not ever use God as a cop-out. Do not ever use God's name so that you can get out of a difficult conversation. And I'll say this as well. If you are going to communicate and break up with someone, listen, I'm going to say this, hurt their feelings. Some people need to learn why it didn't work. Like, if, if you're like, oh, well, he's, oh, yeah, damn, yeah, she, oh, my gosh. Well, it's actually not hurting their feelings, though. It's actually caring about them. Exactly. But sometimes in our fear of wanting to hurt someone, we just break up with them without giving them explanation. Listen, an honoring culture, a loving people will speak the truth, which says, listen, hey, I, I'm not going to continue to go out with you. You got too serious way too fast. I'm not going to go out with you because, honestly, like, you're kind of lazy. Hey, I'm not, like, you completely overwhelmed me with text messages and Snapchats, and, like, you just never gave me a break. And to be honest with you, I'm not up for that. Because what it does is it allows the other person to grow. But if we don't actually communicate honestly, we'll have a, we'll have a room full of broken people who never mature. It says, to, so it says, speak the truth in love so that we can present each other as, if we don't speak the truth, we'll never mature. Does that make sense? So don't use, God's, don't use God as a cop-out for having a difficult conversation. Do you want to talk about, um, oh, one second. Well, I think that, I'll say, say, I'll part. say yeah, one more say part, part, too. So, kind of what I was talking about earlier. So if you are not really in a serious relationship and you've just taken somebody out on a few dates, whether you're the person, whether you're the male who asked the female out or you're the female who agreed to go on a couple dates, um, it doesn't have to be as personal as he just described. So if... I think this is a situation to where you've been in a more of a long-term relationship, maybe like six plus months, uh, and you've defined that relationship right at that, by that point. But if you've gone out on a few dates and you're not feeling it, it doesn't have to be personal, okay, when you call quits on it. It doesn't have to be personal. I don't believe in that situation. I mean, maybe you, maybe you want to say, hey, you're, like, you're bombarding me with text messages or something like that, because that does happen or just something like that, because that's personal, but that's also helping the person. But it could also be like, hey, I just wrote some things down. It could be like, hey, I don't feel like we have enough in common. Like, that's okay to say that. Like, that's not hurtful, but that, like, gives the person something other than, oh, I guess I don't want to date right now. And then, like, two weeks later, you ask someone else out. Because we've all seen that, right? So why did they say they don't want to date? That's, like, kind of mean, right? <laughs> So, okay, so just be honest. Um, or another thing could be like, in my opinion, I don't feel like our conversation carried on naturally. So you ask those questions and it was like, I like to bike. You know, like there's no conversation. Well, that's a good reason to be like, I don't really feel like this is working out. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe this 
individual would be able to carry on a conversation better with somebody else. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. They might just have better conversation with somebody else. Um, another one is, um, yeah, this is feeling a little more serious than I'm comfortable with. So that may fall under the, the category of, okay, this other person seems really, really into me really, really fast or really soon, and I'm not really comfortable with this. So that's okay to say, like, hey, I'm not comfortable with how this is feeling right now. And I will just say this, all of these conversations should not be in a text message, should not be on a Facebook message. Let's be powerful people and let's have face-to-face -face conversation because unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that, but that's the best way and the most mature way and I think the most godly way to handle issues. So. And that will set you apart from the rest of the world. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> it will set you apart. It will set you apart. Um, th and the last thing I'll say is just be, like, honest communication doesn't always need to come when you're ending something. If you like the person, but they're coming on a little bit strong, and you're like, I like this person, but this is a little strong, it's okay to be a powerful person, be honest, and say, hey, like, I'm still, like, looking to move forward with this, but I need to move a little bit slower. Like, you don't have to end it. It's just being honest. Um, it's just being honest. So the next point of honest communication is, is define the relationship. I learned this from Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. Define the relationship. So uh, Abby and I were, were friends, really good friends. We laughed together. We were like, she was like, like literally one of my best friends. And, and I was attracted to her and we laughed together. Gabe was, was there in that whole process of, of us flirting and, and, and me deciding. And so I told you about, oh, I saw the soccer game and, and, and I went and I was in the I was in the, the parking lot here at Res. And I was sitting with my buddy Justin. And I was like, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ask Abby out. And he's like, my my buddy Justin's like a romantic. He watches like Hallmark movies all the time and stuff. And <laughs> Justin, if you're watching, I love you. You're one of the reasons why we're married. So, props to you, buddy. And uh, and so he's like, mind okay, you, how mind you, mind this? you, it's 9:30 at night. Yeah, so it's like 9:30. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, I, I think I'm gonna ask her out. He's like, Oh, when are you gonna do it? And I'm like, Well, I don't know. Like, I was really poor because I was in college. So I was like, I think I'm gonna wait till after Christmas so I don't have to buy her a Christmas present or birthday <laughs> or birthday present because her birthday December. was December 17. I'm like, maybe I'll wait after that. Um, but then my buddy Justin was like, Dude, do it right now. <laughs> and I'm like, What? He's like, Bro, do it right now. And I'm like, it's 9.30. She was working at the bakery, had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. I was sleeping. He's like, do it right now. And I'm like, okay, she lives in Zealand. And at this point, it's like 9.45. And I'm like, I can't get there till like 10.30. I'm like, no, dude, I can't do it tonight. I can't do it tonight. He's like, no, do it right now. I'm like, I can't do it tonight. I cannot do it tonight. No, no. And then, and then, and then we're so in his epic. truck. And he's in his truck. He's like, bro, this will be epic. You'll tell your kids about this one day. <laughs> like, you know, like these funny stories, like, right? And he's like, you got to do it, bro. You got to do it. And then he rolls on the window and Fabian, if you, anyone remembers Fabian, Fabian was walking down and he, Justin's like, hey, Jake's going to ask Abby out. Should you do it tonight? And Fabian's like, yeah, bro, do it tonight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. At this point, it's like 10, 15. It's about 35 minute drive to Zealand. So I'm not going to get there till 11. And so I'm like driving there and my heart's like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I doing? I call her because I was going to be like, okay, hey. Ten times. I called her. I was like, hey, uh, I need to talk to you about something because I didn't like want to wake her up when I got there. And so like I'm driving there. She's not answering her phone. So I'm driving. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Do I like knock on the door? Oh my gosh. what I, I know 
I didn't even know what room she she uh, slept in, so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just throw rocks at all the windows. Maybe she'll come out. Like, like I don't know what to do. Like, I imagined like that the movies were second floor, and you throw rocks, and then she opens the window, and you're like, marry me. No, I'm kidding. But uh, so I imagined all this happening, and then and I'm like freaking out. I'm in the driveway, and she has like a quarter mile driveway, so it's like even makes it more like worse, like so much worse. And it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So I'm like pacing in her front yard. You can imagine like what her parents might have thought if they looked out the window. They were still awake, crazy actually. man p- pacing. I'm like, I'm just gonna knock on the door. So like, what did I was you ta- have with you? No, I won't share that. Um, so, so I knock on the door. I knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, I don't even know if they're awake. Luckily, the lights are on, so like maybe they're awake. So I knock on the door. I knew her mom because we used to hang out at their house, and I'm like, Hi, Mrs. Chansky, and she's like, What are you doing here? I was like, um, I, I, I gotta talk to Abby about something. What is it? Can, can you just get her? My mom's like, no, she's she's sleeping. sleeping. As as Nate, you don't wake me up. She's sleeping. I was like, well, it's really important. Okay, I'll get her. Can I come in? <laughs> yeah, you can come in. So I go. I sit in the living room. Here comes her dad. And if you know Mr. Chansky. He's a powerful person. <laughs> so he comes also out, the most gracious sits, person. sits in the chair, asks me all these questions, and I'm just trying to act like I got it together. And, and here comes Abby, and she's okay, beautiful as ever. Okay, I have to ever, say this part, though. I have to pajamas. say this part. Yeah. So meanwhile, my mom comes in my room and wakes me up. And I don't know if anybody ever has got up at 3 in the morning, but like once you fall asleep, like you real, it's kind of a miracle when you fall asleep knowing you have to wake up that early. So it's just really hard to far- fall asleep. So I was rather upset. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? And anyways, she was just like, Jake is here. <laughs> um, I thought he was someone else, so I was very confused. But anyways. Her ex-boyfriend. His name was Jake. So I was like, what? What? So anyways. Um, He's, she's like, no, Jake Blaucamp. And I'm like, what? So I pulled my retainer out. Anybody else, like, wear their retainer? I don't wear it anymore because it grows too Wear your retainer. And I just, like, walk out. And I'm like, what is happening? And my dad's, like, sitting in a rocker. And he's like, well, I'll leave you two alone. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> so at my drive, I came up with the most epic phrase to ask, ask Abby out. Are you ready for this? I'm, uh, I'm still. If you're ever good friends with someone, you can steal this. I said, Abby, you're one of my best friends. I'm willing to risk our friendship for something better. <laughs> and she said no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She did not say no. <laughs> So and so, what what, basically what this comes down to, right? Is the point of this? The point of this is I asked her out, and I said I literally asked her. I said, "Will you be my girlfriend?" Okay. It's because now I don't know if that's the most healthiest way that we could have done it. We probably could have done it in a healthier or slower way. Like we probably took it a little bit too fast, but I didn't get to go through a series like this. However, we knew each other extremely well. Like we didn't need to do this whole like 
date thing where like ask a person like we knew all the hobbies we knew everything there was to know practically yeah about we knew each, each other. other extremely extremely well um and so this is really about define the relationship that there's going to come a point in your dating process where you're getting to know it's low risk where you're going to have to use honest communication and you're going to have to define the relationship. You can ask Bobby and Leah about, uh, about their, their process, about uh, having to define the relationship. Bobby has a funny story about that. But uh, there's going to come a time where you're going to have to say, and, and it sounds kind of cheesy, and you don't have to say it this way, but there's going to have to be the question of like, like, will you be my girlfriend? Right? Otherwise, it's this never-ending like, are, like, are we like, what are we? <laughs> like, uh, what are we? And I can just say from a, from a female's perspective, even though we were very young and we maybe didn't do it the perfect way, I, for one, was very, so talking to you guys, I, for one, was very refreshed by him defining the relationship and by him taking the initiative to say what it was instead of coming and saying, hey, so like, do you like think maybe we should like date? Cause we've been flirting. You know, he wasn't like that. It wasn't wishy-washy. It was, no, do you want to be my girlfriend? You know, so it wasn't, I think that's important. And as a woman, women appreciate honesty. Women appreciate you being very straightforward and women appreciate a leader in the relationship. So, the next, the next point, we're going to keep moving here, <laughs> is the third thing, the third thought is, is in, in, for healthy relationships, whether you're dating, whether you're single, there needs to be a thing called boundaries. There needs to be a thing called boundaries. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20 says, flee from sexual immorality. All their sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I'll say this. Like, most everyone wants to have sex. Okay? And when you get in a relationship, like, you're going to want to share that, like, desire with each other. But, biblically, sex is, is made for marriage. And it is, a, it, is a, it is against God's will. It is a sin to have sex before marriage. And so it's, 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 it's you, we need to know that when we're in a relationship, there is going to be a desire to sleep together and have sex. You, that's going to be a temptation. And biblically, if you want to, our first point, healthy relationships are pleasing God, seek to please God before personal pleasure. And so if we're going to have healthy relationships that honor God and that are model for the rest of the world, we have to have boundary, sexual boundaries that we have predetermined and that we determine and communicate with each other in order for us to have healthy relationships. If we leave it up to chance, I promise you, you're going to have sex or get really close to that line. If you don't decide. So I'll say this to those who are in a relationship, who are in a relationship, I'll say this first. Um, the first point here, I got ahead of myself, is decide the line. Decide the line. Healthy relationships boundaries, decide the line. And where you need to go is not where you've been. The line is, is what the Bible says the line is. 
okay? It's not like, well, I've had sex before, so I'll continue to have sex. It's like, no, the Bible is very clear that sexual immorality is a sin, and it's not a, a sin against ourselves. It's a sin against our body. And so God is calling us to live by his word and obey. Obey his word. So we need to, to decide the line. So if you're dating, if you never had the conversation about sex and where you're going to go, if you're dating right now, you need to define the line. You need to decide the line. Decide this line right now if you're in a relationship. Decide it. And when it comes to, to sex and sexual things, we're going to talk about how you can go about that. And Abby, why don't you talk about, like, how do you go about that? What does that actually mean to, like, decide the line? It just means laying out really practical guidelines and rules. So it means things like, I mean, we wrote some things down, but it means things like never be, again, this is, you have to decide your own, but it could be things like this. Never be alone in your apartment or in a house. Don't be alone. Like, that is asking for trouble, to be quite frank. Um, maybe it would be, like, something like no blankets while you're watching movies. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's no kissing. Like, I don't know. You have to decide what the right thing is for you guys. Um, and then I think something that's really important to note is it's so important to draw these lines because if you don't have any lines and you end up just like moving forward, it's extremely hard to go back and then draw the lines, okay? It's extremely hard to go back and draw the lines. So this is something that you need to be talking about at the very, very beginning because going back is practically impossible. So if you're in that relationship, develop those boundaries, right? And so you can throw, uh, you probably don't have it. So it's like a guardrail, right? So a guardrail protects you against the pitfall. And so it's like having those, guard, those guardrails of we're not going to be alone. And once again, we're not trying to be legalistic and tell you how to, how to do it. You need to go to the Lord and say, God, I want to please you more than I want to fulfill my pleasure. So God, and this looks like seeking wisdom and, and all that stuff, but we need to decide that on our own. It's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility to define your boundaries. And as the, as, the, as the guy in the relationship, I really think that the guy should be the one to initiate these kind of conversations. However, I will say this. I think sometimes we can think that this is a guy issue. It's not just a guy issue. Like for all you like ladies out there, it's just as much a girl issue. And you're just as much responsible and you can be just as much of a powerful person as the guy in the relationship, okay? And you just need to be a wise woman. Like you just need to be wise and you, you need to understand too that um, just because you think like, oh, he loves me, like we, whatever. You just need to be wise because you just need to be a wise woman. You're not off the hook. I just want to say that you, you're not off the hook. I really think that this can be a guy issue, and it's not just a guy issue. Like, you as a woman are responsible for this as well. And you know what? I'll say this, too. The way that you as a girlfriend and you as a woman dress when you're on a date or when you're with your boyfriend or even when you're not with your boyfriend is incredibly important, too. Second thing about boundaries is draw the line. So decide the line, draw the line. Draw the line is, refers back to honest communication, which says once you, once you decide the line, you have to communicate the line, okay? 
So if you're, if you're, so if you're not in a relationship and you're looking to have one, you can decide the line right now. But before I get in a relationship, these are my boundaries. I'm not going to be alone in the house. You can decide these. Write them down. Do not put them up here because once you fall in love, this gets all jumbled up. Okay? Decide it. Write it down. And make it a priority because why? We want to seek to please God more than, than we want to seek to please God before we seek personal pleasure. And guess what? It feels really good when you're dating someone and you're alone in a house and it's like he loves me and you're like, wow, she really likes me and it feels good. And you're, and you're a really good Christian guy, though. And you're like, I have boundaries, but this feels really good. And if you don't decide it and write it down and make an effort to discipline yourself, you will, you will blur the lines that you've made up in your mind. So write them down. Draw, that, draw the line. And once again, not about our line. It's about your line. Seek, read the Bible. See what the Bible has to say about sexual morality, about all that stuff, and then draw your lines. I can't draw them for you. Abby can't draw them for you. And then the last thing I'll say about the boundaries is a principle is we always take, we always take the boundary of the stricter boundary. So if, if the guy says, I'm not hanging on alone, and the girl's like, no, but I really, can, can you just, come, like, let's just watch a movie. We won't do anything. Like, listen, women, in that situation, like, honor his decision. And if, and if a girl says, I'm not, I'm not going to get in a car with you after 10 p.m., and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, then we're both going to have to drive. And, like, I'm poor. I'm in college. Like, da-da-da-da. Like, it's like, listen, I promise you, if you're in it for the long haul and honoring her, $6 in gas is worth it. You know what I mean? Honor the stricter boundaries. So next point that we have is, uh, is the last th next thought. I don't know how, if we'll get through all of ours, but um, we don't do dating alone. We don't do dating alone. Accountability. So this goes into boundaries as well. I'll, I'll, I'll be really quick in this. Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but, the, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Listen, I see it all the time. We see it all the time. Somebody comes to a young adult group, comes to church, finds a relationship, and poof, disappear. Listen, stay connected to, to community. And I'll say this, two things with, with accountability or we don't date alone is invite a mentor into your relationship and tell them everything. Everything. Find someone that you trust. If you don't have a mentor, find one. Find a mentor. If you don't have a mentor, let, guess what? You're not going to find I mean, We have like five people that could be your mentors here, <laughs> like six. And there's like a lot of y'all. So you're going to have to find a place. You're going to have to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be around older people, Right? So find a mentor, invite them in, and the next thing is invite a trusted friend or two, okay? So invite a mentor, invite a, a trusted Christian friend or two into the relationship, right? doesn't mean that you invite them over when you're hanging out and, and doing things together, but it means that they're helping you stay accountable to the, the boundaries in the, in the life that you want to live and the relationship you want to have. So the next thing, um, well, zip through, do you want to say anything on that? No. Uh, is is who should I date? So you can go over your should little, I date? Your, so little, uh, your little Did finger. you put that list together by chance? Okay. So this is just, don't look. This is just a, 
like a rough draft list, okay? This is just my list. You need to make your own lists. But this is from the perspective of, of course, a woman. So this is not necessarily, when I say dream guy, this is not necessarily like dream husband, okay? This is more um, dream guy who would dating, ask me out. Yeah, this is more dating, dating, okay? This is like I barely know the guy, okay? That kind of dating. I would even say if you're in the dating process even yeah, right now. Yeah, you're in the dating process. Yeah. So, um, so who should I date? So I put these together because, I don't know if they're back there, I have to turn around. But I put these together because I feel like Sometimes we as women can have a dream list of a dream guy, or men can have a dream list of a dream gal, and um, we want all of the boxes to be checked in order to go out on a date, or in order to, um, yeah, say, like to get to know somebody, like that interview process thing I talked about. So this is my opinion. <laughs> I would, I would just ask you to consider maybe looking more on the left-hand side as a, as a list of a particular guy who you may go out on a date with, okay? So he's, he's a professing Christian. He's safe because you're not going to go on a date with someone who's not safe. He has a solid job or he's a student. He has a community. I think that's a really important thing. Um, I think it's important to... Um, have a community of friends. I'll just say that. Um, he asks you out in a mature fashion, and from what you know, he has good character. To me, I think that guy deserves a chance out on a date. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. I think that, okay? Now, he might not have, he might not be the most on-fire Christian on the outside, okay? Um, obviously, both are safe. He might not be able to s support you and your four children right now, Four children, like, in the future is what I'm saying. Um, he might not be, like, the actual leader in the friend group, but he has a friend group. He might not, oh, you added some to this. He might not that's, be super that's romantic. Like, that's like asking, you, you, you phrased it, asking out like a princess, like a prince with a princess, oh. so. He might not ask you out like Jake asked me out. Sorry, it doesn't always happen that way. And he might not be super, super handsome. So I'm just saying that if a guy more on the left side were to ask you out, maybe give him a chance. That's all I'm saying. I just think we need to be practical, and I think that oftentimes once you do get to know a person, some of the things on the right side of the list actually might be checks. So just give him a chance, I would say, and I would say to guys, too, like, make a, like, make a list. Like, there's nothing wrong with making a list. Like, a reasonable list. Hey, this girl is reasonable. Hey, maybe I should ask her out. That's okay. Maybe you don't have all your boxes checked right away, but that's okay. Get to know the person. Let's give each other chances. And that just ties right back into low risk, right? Yeah. That's where it's like, um, that's where it's like, hey, like, even though I'm asking them out, like, I'll get to know them because here, here's, there's a lot of, there's, there's some, there's some dudes I'll say that are gonna make the most amazing husbands and fathers, but they're not the most outgoing dynamic personality. And sometimes and I, what I've seen and observed in, in the conversations we've had is, 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 you know, there's the saying, nice guys finish last listen. That shouldn't happen in the Christian, like not that it shouldn't happen, but like, like having, a, having a man who, will, who is honest, who is consistent, 
who is encouraging, who has a job, who, who, who you could see who, who, who would be a good father, like that is worth way more than a dynamic personality. Like cons- those things are things that last through time. Look, listen, when you get it, when you like have a bunch of kids, like the dad bod sets in, let's be real. <laughs> like the dad bod's gonna set in. Paul, you're not a dad bod, you're not a dad yet, so you could, I mean, I'm just messing with you. He, I say that not to make fun of him, I say that because he like owns like the dad bod phrase thing. Please understand, just please understand, <laughs> I don't know if this is how I'm we're sorry, coming across. Paul. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, we're not, we're not telling you or asking you to lower your standards of the person you're going to marry, okay? This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about getting to know people, okay? We're talking about dating. We're not talking about courting. We're talking about going on a date with somebody, okay? If you are thinking of marrying a person, you're going to have additional things on the list, right? Like for me, I'd have like, is a spiritual leader in our, mar- or in our relationship, right? But when I'm, if a guy is asking me out, like before I was married, I'm not gonna have on my list like is a spiritual leader because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yet, and I can't, I can't speculate, and I, I can't think one way if I don't even know him. I want to give him a yeah. chance. And I'll say this for guys, um, just this one thing, just so practical. Little things matter. Little things matter. Women are looking. For security, that's the, like Jimmy Evans, who's a who's a speaker pastor. He, he he does all this marriage training and stuff. The number one need of a woman is security. Women are looking for security. They're looking for consistency. Security means emotional security, like, and financial security. And so some of the simplest things that we can do as guys to set us up up well for this dating process and, and, and making our, and like being the person, like in being the, the most powerful and being the most, being the person that God's created us to be is really less about a lot of these hyper-spiritual things. It's more about the little things, you know? And so do the little things and it pays dividends in the long run. Do the little things. Little things matter. Now, the thing I'm going to end with here, the thing I'm going to end with, really simple in this dating process and healthy relationships, don't worship time. Don't worship time. Time is not running out. Okay? Time is not running out. Marriage is for life. So whether you find your husband or wife at 31 or 22, marriage is for life. Like biblically, divorce isn't an option except for adultery. So it's more important to find and become the right person, find the right person, than it is about staying and feeling like you have to keep up with everyone else. Your friends are getting married, your friends are having kids, all these things, and you're stuck here and you're like, ah, listen, don't worship time. God is faithful to fulfill the purposes and plans he has on your life. And when we live in fear, it stops, that, it stops God from being able to speak you and give you the peace and security that you need to walk in his plan for your life. Does that make sense? And what I'll say is, who can control tomorrow? We can't control tomorrow. Let's live in today. Let's be content. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, 
whether dating, married, single, whatever you're in, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And when we're thankful, we'll be, when we, we become content. When we become content, we become secure. When we become secure, we become the person that God's created us to be. And when we, become, when we are living in the, in the, in the, as the person God's created us to be, it often attracts the person that God wants us to be with. Does that make sense? So let's not worship time, okay? No matter how old you are, like, like the, the, the average age of life is like when you're like 75. So you can get married at 35 and have 40, at least like 40 years of amazing marriage. And just because like culture says get married young, doesn't like, like don't, don't fall into that pressure. Let's worship God, not time. All right. So we gave you a whole lot. We hope you, we hope you uh, took notes. <laughs> and uh, if you want to go back and listen to this, it'll be on our YouTube channel next week. Uh, other than that, we just want to pray for you. We want to pray for your futures. We want to pray for all the all the dates that are going to happen because of tonight. Um, <laughs> guys are like, okay, it's on, it's on, it's on. Low risk. All the risk is gone. Um, <laughs> No, we want to pray for you. So I'm going to pray, uh, I'm going to pray for you, and then Abby's uh, going to pray for you as well. So if everyone just bow your heads, close your eyes. Actually, everyone stand up. Stand up, everyone. You guys have been sitting for like an hour and a half or something like that. I don't know how long you've been sitting, but we should have given you a break. Everyone, we'll just pray for you. So, uh, Father, God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we... Uh, are your sons and daughters, God, and as we move forward, we, we make a decision, God, right now in our hearts. Make this decision in your heart, God, that we will seek to please you more than we seek our personal pleasure. And we seek to please you in everything we do, God. And God, I pray for every individual, God, I pray that you have a purpose and a plan for their life, God, and that, and that their time is not running out, God, I thank you that you're giving us courage to step out in the, fa in the face of fear of rejection. You're calling us to be leaders. You're calling us to be powerful. And I release that in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you've made marriage to be beautiful. I thank you that you've made it to be wonderful, God. We do not, celebrate, we do not worship marriage, God, but you designed it. And you designed us to, be, to desire relationship with, with, with one another and the opposite sex, God. And we just thank you that that you are instilling a confidence inside of us that, are, that is not a, a self-confidence, but it's a, it's a holy confidence. That no matter if we get rejected by someone, God, we are accepted by you. And I pray, God, for all the conversations, all the people that are going to take risk in asking someone out, God, I pray that you strengthen them, teach them, and lead them, God, in your purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Go for it. You go for it. Abby's going to pray. <laughs> God, I just thank you for tonight, and I just... I just pray that you would give each and every one of us extra wisdom tonight and that you would give us exactly what we need, that you would give us the desires of our hearts. And God, I just pray that if there's anybody in this room who's feeling discouraged or anyone who's feeling sad or lonely tonight, Lord God, that you would just, um, that you would just love on them and that you would uh, just give them wisdom in the future and that you would show them uh, a good relationship, that you would give them the desires of their heart. And Lord God, that in this time of being single or being alone, that they would have a sweet relationship with you and be building that sweet relationship with you so that they can 
carry that into a relationship and into a marriage someday. And so I just thank you for tonight, and I thank you for the upcoming Easter weekend that we are going to celebrate, and I thank you for the your death and your resurrection, and uh, we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen.